not overrated. We'll find out. Sam Adams goes big on long drinks. Whatever the fuck that is. To infinity and beyond with Sam Adams. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, the podcast where we ask the most pressing questions of our time, like, what is beer? How do you serve beer? Is it still fit beer if it's like 60% fruit juice and explodes like an Iraqi IED? <laughs> I'm Jeremy Jones, and that's just one of the many questions we'll be asking today. <laughs> I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Breathe, Jeremy. Tyler. Breathe, Tyler. That was the best intro you've done. That was it. Uh, I still thought. I still thought like the uh, the one I did with the uh, robot sound effects in the background blowing up was my favorite. But I I'm glad you appreciate the uh, the reference to exploding cans. <sighs> and it ties in so well with one of our articles. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be getting into something. We're getting something uh, uh, weird. But uh, uh, what did you bring for us today? Uh, so we've got a couple different options. Uh, the first one we're going to be starting with is the positive latitude. Passion Fruit Imperial IPA from Odell. Uh, I think it's a new release from them. Uh, I just happened to be seeing it when I was buying beer in a hurry for the podcast on my way here. And I was like, that looks good. Odell usually doesn't let me down. I mean, uh, it 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 uh, has a wonderful uh, tropical fruit aroma. Very much so. Um, with the uh, uh, plays really well with the uh, with the hops. I'm guessing your New Zealand tropical fruit. So, ooh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, the it's it's really well done. Um, yeah, passion fruit is does right. not taste like eight percent either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that'll get you in trouble. Uh, no, passion fruit is really, really bright off the top. Um, mellows into some like uh, nice like tropical a, hops yeah, on it. Mango, pineapple-y hops. Uh, it mo- doesn't state what hops they use, so I'd be curious to see. But moderately bitter. I get like a touch of coconut onto the back. Do you? I don't think they actually. I don't know if it's because they use coconut or if it's just like a trick of the. Uh, could also be Sabro hops. They will give off a coconutty finish. I mean, it, it doesn't. I, I, I don't feel like it's not actually coconut, but it does have like this like passion fruit. I can guava. see where you're getting like a coconutty. And then, and then at the back is like, I, it, I almost get coconut. I, I mean, and there's a couple of hops. In fact, I experimented with one in particular that has a coconutty, uh, woody bourbon. Sabro. No, it oh, wasn't. Different different one it's one of the experimental ones i was fucking around with um doesn't have a name yet um it only it usually uh um in my experiment um it really only came out with uh like um porters and stouts because i i did an ipa with it and it tasted like your normal grapefruity ipa but i also did like a really ah so do you remember what the number was for that hop that you were talking about <sighs> fuck um if you say it, I'll, it's like, I want to say 47 something or other. Okay. Well, the hops they used in here, Azaka. Okay. And HBC 586. So for those of you that don't know, uh, HBC stands for the Hop Breeding Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 586 is the generic like identifier of where it is in the field of what Hop strain it's yet to be named. I'll have to go back and uh, I have to go back and uh, uh, find. I'd actually probably have to go back to my through my receipts and find that hop, but I don't think that was it. Okay. 
I was going to say, it would be... I want to say it was... Really unique if uh, that happened to have been the same <laughs> one. Exactly. And same. then I'd be like, it is? <laughs> That's the hop. I don't know. I'll have to... Uh, what, what was the number again? HBC 586. I'll have to uh, look up look up the uh, uh, the profile on that uh, at some point in time, and if, I mean, if I read the, I bet if I read the description, I'll know pretty quickly if it's if it's the same hop that I was using. But uh, uh, that's what I'm kind of pulling up right now from well, Yakima and, Valley Hops. Well, in that case, uh, we'll take a quick break while we uh, look up this fucking hop. Uh, so the aroma of HBC five eight six has been described as a large melody of fruit flavors, mango, guava. Lychee, citrus, and with a slight sulfur and herbal note. Yeah, definitely not the same one I was messing nope. around with. So, but uh, it's 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 lovely. I think it's it's in, a, yeah. in, in, in as much as I can identify a hop. In yes, that's the one that did it. That's the one that pushed it over. Uh, so apparently it was a partnership uh, with a Yakima. Uh, Valley Hops and John Haas Hop. Well, let's dive in. Jeremy, what do you got for us? Craft Beer is desperately looking for the next hard seltzer news now. Um, this comes from an article in Good Beer Hunting by Kate Bernat. I'm also, I, I'm thinking of changing the name of this uh, uh, to the Kate Bernat podcast <laughs> since I'm pretty much just, I pretty much just follow her and just uh, and just uh, uh, repeat back to you whatever she's written this week. So uh. <laughs> You want to cut out the middle man, uh, just go follow her. <laughs> just, yeah, basically, you can probably you can pretty much get the gist of this podcast. I mean, uh, by with, just by, with less swearing. I say, read her article, insert like a fuck every other word, and that's basically this podcast. Um, and they get me yelling about some <laughs> stupid shit like exploding <laughs> cans. Um, Boston Beer Company, a craft beer company, as you'll remember, according to <laughs> there were quotations why he was saying that. Uh, that was uh, the the uh, that was according to craftbeerbusiness.com, um, the craft beer uh, company in quotes. Um, as we reported, and I think that is now the official st- uh, in the it's all beer official style guideline. Um, anyway, uh, there as we reported last week, their big bet on the hard seltzer market didn't go great. Um, <laughs> Listen back, and you can hear my distaste for that. Uh, continue. Well, I mean, I think we can both agree that they over overestimated how much seltzer they yes, sell. Yes, but it's not. Dire straits like the fucking news made it out to be. Because, you know, as we all know, seltzer is over. And so we have to find the new seltzer. You can already hear, I can already just, you can actually feel Tyler getting agitated. Like, no, I did this rant last week. There's no reason to do this rant again. Uh, Well, in the wake of Boston Beer Company is going out to to, uh, dominate a completely different and obscure type of booze called a long drink. And you may be asking yourself, much as Tyler is, what the fuck is a long drink? Like, I feel like I'm a well-rounded drinker, and I'm sitting here trying to fucking think, the fuck is a long drink? Well, it turns out it is the national cocktail of Finland. It's basically mixed uh, gin mixed with grapefruit soda. Because, and this is true, Finland is fucking boring. However... So is it like a fucking Greyhound, but with gin instead of vodka? No, it's, well, it's, but not grapefruit juice. Grapefruit soda. Okay, so it's like a higher alcohol fucking Rattler. Essentially. Basically, yes. Okay. Um, uh, there seems, however, to be a strange interest in this rather simple cocktail. Um, 
especially as they're as the trying to find like the next you know hidden gem that Americans desperately you know have an unconscious need to just get shammered upon. And I mean, Boston Beer Company. Um, has a pretty good track record with that. They got they were early adopters they, into the hard cider. They very much were. Uh, they had Twisted Tea before the whole Twisted Tea bitch slap video, which really just propelled them. Uh, I I mean I don't know how you get the Twisted Tea bitch slap video without Twisted Tea to begin with, but but stay strapped or get clapped. I, I, still have, I still have actually no idea what you're talking oh, about. You need to watch and, this video. People were selling and twisted t twenty four ounce like belt holsters for them, <laughs> and I almost bought one. Uh, like, I'm going to send you the video. You need to post it on our social. Uh, just a nice trip down memory lane of a guy getting bitch slapped with a twenty four ounce twisted t that explodes on his face. And he drops like a sack of fucking bricks. I mean, I feel like I can picture it in my head without actually seeing it. Oh, but seeing it, the sound it makes is just (laughs) priceless. Anyway, trying to find the next uh, 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 piece of booze to go viral, um, they have released Bevy. And Sam Adams is putting $10 million behind it. Damn! Um, Now, whether it's a good bet... I don't know. Let's take a look at the factors. First, let's talk about the good uh, aspects. The cocktail is actually kind of a hit uh, since it uh, started arriving in the United States. Um, uh, the uh, the brand Long Drink um, uh, arrived and started selling uh, $14 million. They've, uh, they're up to $14 million in sales this year. That's up from $5.3 million last year. So nice. triple good traction. Uh, and, I mean, the ready-to-drink cocktails... If you look at IRI data, it's growing hand over fist right now. And that's ex- and that's exactly where what is kind of driving this interest in this specifically. And it does uh, have kind of a cool backstory behind it. Uh, the cocktail was invented, if you can call mixing two things together inventing. Um, it was invented. Which we do. <laughs> hey. Um, at at the 1952 Summer Olympics in Helsinki, as a quick cocktail that could be thrown together and tossed into the hordes of sports fans who are desperately trying to forget they're in Finland. I'm just ragging. What is with the hate of Finland? <laughs> like, in this podcast, I've discovered you have a slight hatred to Australia, and now Finland? I'm just like, saying. Like, there's some... There's some pent up aggression. I'm just saying in the in the uh, uh, in the like the Scandinavian uh, you know boy band. You got the you got the bad boy. That's Norway. You got the you know the sweet cute one. That's Sweden. And then Finland's just the forgettable one that drops out and becomes like a you know a a, 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 a delivery boy after the band breaks up. <laughs> like. Pretty ne- neutral on these countries, uh, so I don't understand the distaste of Finland. But okay, I, I have absolutely no opinion of Finland, ex- I, but I feel like I, I wanted to develop one just for this article. The views of Jeremy expressed in this episode of It's All Beer do not reflect the podcast, our employers, or the views of me. Are you afraid of the... Listen, the Vikings didn't come from Finland. They came from the other two. And, by the way, no, I'm not over it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so, but it does have that going for it. And um, um, the Bevy's elevator pitch apparently 
um, is, quote, a hard citrus refresher with a great story to back it up. Um, Josh Moore, a food and beverage marketeer, uh, said in the article, quote, every consumer wants to be an expert. With long drink, there's going to be someone in a social circle that knows exactly what it is and will take it upon themselves to educate their friends and feel good about that experience. The pompous cunt named Jeremy. I mean, basically, that's what I'm, basically what I'm saying is I'm not an insufferable nerd who talks endlessly about shit no one's interested in. I'm a brand ambassador. <laughs> But, and, but that is kind of the flip side of the strategy, though. We are talking about a culture that nobody really gives much of a shit about, and that's not me shitting on Finland again. That's, <laughs> that's not me shitting on Finland again. That's pretty much what the article states outright, or at least... It's you walking by and throwing an elbow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not me kicking them when they're down. <laughs> at least there's not much connection with a culture that, you know, of, like, a similar rival product, like, say, you know, Ranch Water has. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a product that's already out there, and basically, you know, that that uh, F that FMB with a agave and lime that you know has kind of horses, cowboys, sun, wild west feel. I was gonna say the like wild west is America's Greek mythology, really. Exactly, which is I think people feel a much more a much stronger connection with than ice fishing, reindeer, and a sport that's basically skiing and shooting. Greatest Olympics forever, and if you argue with it, I'm going to punch you in the face. And actually, I mean, all you have to do is say, we invented that sport. I think you get some Americans on board, like, wait wait a minute. They're like, this cocktail may not be too bad. I can throw it in my backpack while I'm skiing and shooting shit. (laughs) You just ski around. You got the whole Southeast United States. I mean, And the Northwest. I mean, it'd be better with a snowmobile, but I like where you're going. Few improvements we could do. <laughs> I'm not. Put your heads in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put that thing on a snowmobile, jack it up, and we'll show you how it's done. <laughs> well, let's Americanize this, uh, and I'm in. The and can we do a bigger gun? <laughs> the American biathlon is just an asshole on a snowmobile with a fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> and you know what? It would probably perform better than Major League Baseball in ratings. I'd fucking watch it. <laughs> Especially if it's not shooting at targets, if it's shooting at each other. At which point in time, I'm Oh, in. dude, then it's fucking Blade Runner. <laughs> we're, we're only a few... This is how we solve global, global warming. We create the sport and then go, if we don't cut down our emissions, we can't have this sport anymore. Everyone would be like... We're walking everywhere now. <laughs> I, I I ain't driving nowhere. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch these guys shoot each other off snowmobiles. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that's ever Bam! happened. Here's our Nobel Peace Prize. We got this. It's not going to play extremely well uh, south of, like, you know, say, uh, Missouri. But I've, obviously we've got a solution for that. Just turn it into jet skis. <laughs> Boom! And then we're there. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, we're see. Well, let's uh, uh, you know off the rails. Back <laughs> it up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where was I? Oh yes, uh, the second hang-up. Um, it's the cocktail is traditionally made, like I said before, with gin, um, and gin is a distant fourth in American spirit consumption behind vodka, whiskey, and tequila. I'm surprised it's fourth. Um, and actually, the Boston Beer Company won't be making it out of gin. 
So then you're not making the fucking cocktail. They, they want to make this absolutely clear because apparently AB InBev is involved with two lawsuits with Constellation. I think we've talked about this before. They're involved with two lawsuits over Constellation over the idea that a couple of their canned cocktails have tequila when they don't. Yeah, the Cacti, yes. Hard Seltzer, and one other... There's another one. I looked it up briefly, but I kind of said, well, I think we talked about it. But anyway, there's there's already two lawsuits, basically, uh, you know, between them and Constellation about whether or not there is actually, te- you know, that the, 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 they say they, there's tequila, but there's not. And they so... They make it seem like yeah. there's tequila, but there's not. So but the ingredients could be... So uh, Sam Adams is very much going, there is no gin in this. No actual gin, which helps it actually to maneuver around other premixed cocktails that sometimes run into high taxes... Um, because you're getting liquor tax instead because of beer in some because in some states they're still being taxed as liquor and sometimes um, there's they're running into um, uh, issues on where you can sell it mm-hmm. um, some states do have restrictions that are as to where you can sell the even premixed um, uh, that are cocktail seven percent or nine percent or whatever most states don't really have any more of a restriction on uh, flavored malt beverages that they don't already have against beer so you can sell those at most grocery stores or anywhere else you could sell most beer, beer. um the last hurdle um is that is that although the backstory might help it can also add just as much confusion because you get to this point where i think you are at what the fuck actual fuck is this so it's not gin but so uh, see let's see if i can guess it i'm assuming they're doing uh in in my assumption just from i've heard as much as the listeners right now i'm gonna guess about eight percent alcohol five it's a okay five and a half five point six i believe so a little higher than their truly stuff but five and a half percent hard seltzer with uh, juniper berries would be my guess to give it the gin-like flavor, and then the grapefruit soda to cut. Or so probably going eight percent hard seltzer base, cut down to five percent with the grapefruit soda and juniper berries in it to give it that gin-like quality. Well, and they're even straying away from saying anything about juniper or gin botanicals. Oh, really? Now it would seem to make sense that they would use them, but I couldn't find any. Any uh, anything in the article, nor anything in any marketing materials suggesting that they did. Um, in fact, they again they keep on kind of shying away from you know anything that might imply anything to do with gin in it. Um, now, which come which of course then brings you back to you know I mean well so wait a minute it's it's, it's a finished cocktail but you don't use gin you probably do you even, you know. It, it, it's not you're maybe not even using gin botanicals so basically what you got is like we said a grapefruit you know a, a high strength grapefruit rattler yeah you know so what the fuck is it zima um <laughs> but you know but uh you know and so what you what you might run it into is is this confusion as to you know what what really is this and that's the risk behind a lot of these flavored malt beverages right now because i mean if they compete too hard or draw too many distinctions the customer just tunes out because they just want something that tastes good and makes them not feel feelings no more. Um, that's it. The finish angle is charming, but they want to get hammered. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it seems like a bit of a gamble, but I would not have put money against. Or I would not have put money on hard seltzer in 2015. Um, I figured that would. I, I figured it was going to run the route of somewhere between the hard soda, where it was a quick spike and down. 
or the hard cider where it was a couple year prolonged, got big, and then uh, kind of had the big shakeout where it's now right. just a couple big players and a few small local players, depending where you are in the country. Um, we were both wrong because it's pretty much become a genre in and of itself. It owns us. Um, and apparently they're filming a which, fucking hard sel- a white claw hard seltzer at a bar and fucking Mer- commercial at a bar in Meridian this week. What? <laughs> so like tomorrow, Friday, Harry's Hideaway in fucking Meridian on Overland and Eagle at five five thirty. They're filming a white claw just, hard seltzer. That's just commercial. down the street from where we're recording this. We could, yes. we could, we 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 could be there tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Someone told me that an hour ago, and I was like, "What the? Like, out of all the bars to film a white claw commercial, I think they probably would have been one of the last I picked because we've got some big moving white claw accounts. Yeah. In the Treasure Valley. So why'd they choose them? I mean, of all the of all the bars in all the world, why did they pick Meridian Fuck Idaho? I have no idea. White Claw, get back to us on that one. What the hell? Um, but um, um, but I mean, that's I guess that's our point is that you know, I mean, if you can get into and lock in um, this uh, uh, you know the market leader, yeah, a market leader of something that does become as big as Hard Seltzer, um, then you, I mean. What you know the um, Mark Antony brands who owns White Claw? Christ, they're you know. We talked about it on an episode of the podcast. It moved him from living in his fucking car, right, to now more money than most people. <laughs> That's a, 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 almost space program rich. Like <laughs> he can go sit down and have lunch with Jeff Bezos <laughs> and talk about his penis-shaped rocket. Um, but that but, rocket should have been red. The thing, the thing about <laughs> I was just gonna skip right past it. It's, but the thing that actually, but apparently, long drinks in Finland have the kind of shelf space that Sarge Seltzer does in this country. Really, um, um, a guy named uh, Ari Partinen, who founded the long drink brand, as near as I can tell, there's a brand of long drink called long drinks, and then there's long drinks that of many different brands. Because. At so, least in the United States, trademark law, you can't trademark a style. Right. That might be different in Finland. I mean, it's... Yeah. That, 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 but I, he, even if it is different in Finland, he can't protect it in right. the United States. So I might be confused on that, but it sounds like he's the one who founded the long drink brand of long drinks. So, anyway, but... Uh, um, um, it's like Budweiser and Budweiss. And- yeah. Uh, he. I mean, he basically uh, uh, described it... As you have like fifty different types of fifty different uh, uh, brand names of this um, but in Finland, one. but they're just one. But it's one type. It's just this. It's different iterations it's, of this. You have probably twenty different competitors in the ranch water space right now. Exactly. So that's so. I mean, as inexplicable as it seems, I'm not sure how many incarnations of gin and grapefruit uh, soda you can get into. But I mean, it's all, at that point, it's all different ratios and different type of gin maybe uh, i mean absolutely a smoother finish i mean how many different types of a fucking fruited smoothie sour can you get but everyone seems to be fucking making one <laughs> i mean that's exactly what it comes down to so um uh sam adams is betting big on that and we'll 
I kind of want to try this now. I, when it becomes available, I, f- I feel like we should crack a couple. Did, did that the article mention a release date? Or? Um, still only available uh, on the East Coast, but you know they're hoping they're they're like where on the East Coast? I haven't I didn't look too hard into it yet, but okay, because I got a buddy that lives in Atlanta. <laughs> Not sure, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll let if, you know. If it's available down there, I'll reach out to him see if he can send us a couple cans. Hold on, while while uh, uh, I look something up. So, um, let me see here. At the very least, if one of our listeners happens to be within reach of one of these, send it our way. We'd love to have you on to talk about it and just pr- further proof we're whores for free alcohol. Um. Yeah, it just says no result found anywhere close to. Um, okay. So I, yeah, it, I'm not sure where it's. I'm not probably sure northeast would be my guess. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember reading that it was available at the moment. You know, out of uh, out of their tap room and, um, and uh, but it should be hitting. But it should be hitting nationwide actually in, this month. So we we'll, we we may be seeing it. Uh, it's supposed to be hitting nas- hitting nationally early November, and it is. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Early November, so probably coming soon. Well, I will see if I run into one of the reps of the distributor who distributes Boston to, Beer Company. I'm and supposed to be. I'm supposed to be talking with them tomorrow, so maybe I'll I'll ask them some questions. Perfect. <laughs> so, all right. But while we're waiting for that, Tyler, what do you got for us? So, sticking on the topic of boston beer company uh their sam adams brand uh decided to uh follow the track record of most recent billionaires right now and head to space (laughs) well i mean i mean i think it's a uh not really following the track record Uh, i think i think they call it dick riding uh like hitching their hitching their wagon to said billionaire in another uh example of a late stage capitalism gone mad yes uh so uh, sam adams is uh getting ready to release this month uh their spacecraft ipa um so they actually set up what was it? Uh, sixty-six pounds of Citra and Mosaic, which really missed an opportunity here. They should have used fucking Galaxy Hops in there. I mean, Galaxy and Comet. I don't know. Two on the nose. I feel like that's almost two on the nose. Yeah, if you're gonna fucking play this gimmicky ass fucking although, beer. Although I guess I mean I, I guess if you're sending hops into space, why the fuck not? Yeah, you're, you're, like really, you're, just double down on it. Stop being a pussy. You are. You are, uh, uh, that is a good, uh, I thought, that's not the thing that most offended me about this, but I, that now it actually does bug me. Yeah, oh, that, much. that was the first, that was my first trigger on this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that shows where my head is that I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm more angry about, uh, uh, um, the, you know, wasted, wasted, uh, uh resources, uh, uh, doing something stupid. And you're like, but why not galaxy comet hops? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they, uh. Ended up sending that up with uh, <laughs> the fact that we still have breweries doing this really just bothers me. Yeah, 
It's so gimmicky. It's been played out. No one gives a fuck. Uh, but so they put the 66 pounds of Mosaic and Citra on, was it spacecraft? So it was the um, so it was sixty six pounds of uh, hops aboard um, the first. It was the first civilian rocket launch. It was last year. Um, no, it wasn't um, the first civilian rocket launch. First all civilian rock. Uh, first all civilian rocket launch. So every so the um, um, not the only, not the first rocket launch that had civilians aboard, but mm-hmm. um, but the first one that had all civilians. Oh, um, so that, the name came from five thousand Sam Adams fan uh, who voted on a name. Uh, it went on the Inspiration Four, yeah, Inspiration flight, uh, where they spent two days, twenty three hours, and three minutes technically in space orbiting. I mean, why the fuck not? NASA might have been constrained by actual budgets and carefully spent their money on actual scientific research, but Musk has a stupid amount of money because capitalism sucks poop from a butthole. <laughs> wow, you really kind of. <laughs> so I hit a note there. Uh, <laughs> So it, as Jeremy hinted at, it was a SpaceX Dragon spacecraft uh, that took it up. Uh, it went 360 miles high, uh, or above the orbit of the International Space Station. Um, it went up in September of this year. Okay. According to the article I found, I thought it was last year, but I I could be wrong. So, um, and then. With this, the four packs are going to be available for purchase this month. Um, it didn't give an exact release date. It just said in November. Uh, or, sorry, November 16th. Maybe if I could read. Uh, my bad. From North Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it said mid-November. Uh, uh, and so the four pack can, 16 ounce can price will be $22.33. And to signify that again two you, days 23 hours and three minutes i'm not sure why i said like well it's a bit on the nose when they did some when they price it like that I'm like on the again on the nose is your is your fucking fucking thing the fuck didn't you use galaxy and comet like come on <laughs> uh, so it's not the first space beer no I, that and I, that was the th- first thing i noted uh um is that is that uh, this is not new and Kasi did it back in what 2016 or 2017 mm-hmm. and they weren't the first one no oh who was before them aha i didn't so, i didn't know someone else had st- shot stupid sh- brewing shit in the space before nen Kasi. in 2009 saparo from japan used barley grown from the seeds flown to the international space station to create a limited edition ale five years later Ankasi sent up the yeast was it for ground control yes yeah, so they which actually i will i will grant this uh to ninkasi because i mean they brewed that beer with a yeast sample that they loaded into a glorified model rocket essentially sent it up and retrieved it. and retrieved it out in the middle of the fucking desert with barely a budget um and yeast is a is a living thing. You know, it's kind of like those model rockets that you used to have when you were a kid with a little compartment on top where you'd like send ants and small critters into into the air and watch them burn up in a fiery. Listen, I'm fine. I'm I was a fucking psychopath as a child, but it's fine. I'm over it now. Um, but anyway, but the point and the point is that they had to do it twice because the first time, um, by the time they the rocket went up, um, and then you know the 
whatever the thing detached and floated back down. By the time they actually found it in the middle of fuck desert, the yeast was dead. So, <laughs> so you'll have to, you know, they, so they had to do it twice. You know, they didn't, they didn't have a, a, a billionaire to shoot a rocket up, do a few orbits around the earth. The lad sadly intact without spraying billion, a billion uh, uh, burning bits of billionaire around the world in the display of wealth distribution that make Karl Marx come in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> you need a moment? I got a soapbox you can stand on. That was it. Nope, nope. <laughs> um, so the article I found, uh, they designed the can uh, that shows hops basically orbiting Earth um, in a spaceship uh, that you can find. Uh, the crew you can see holding up some hop packages with. Uh, so kind of fun. Uh, also, this will really get Jeremy going. Uh, Budweiser has also been working on a crafting a space beer. Since 2017, Anhe- the Anheuser-Busch brand <laughs> has... to AB InBev to be like, we can do it too. Yeah, it's been done. <laughs> They've been... They funded and flown a series of experiments to the U.S. National Laboratory on the International Space Station to better understand the germination and growth of barley in the space environment. So it seems like they're going to try to grow some barley up there. Bring it down, make a beer with, which, oddly, I almost respect more than, like, oh, being this like, is, I respect this, that. this flew to space and came back, and I'm like, so you're saying these hops have traveled better than I have? <laughs> uh, I mean, th- no, that actually, I mean, there is legitimate research behind that, because, let's face it, if we become a spacefaring civilization... We're going to need to figure out if we can make beer in space and how to do it. And so that means growing your barley in space. There, That makes sense to me. Just shooting your fucking your rocket boner into space loaded with hops and bringing it back is nothing. Um, although I, you, you do have to grant it that the, uh, the money, uh, uh, the sale of this beer is actually going towards the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Which is a good cause. Um, never mind that they most likely spent uh, five times the amount of money to you know, send these rich trouser stains into orbit that they, would, you know, that they could, could have raised for the hospital. Um, because fact- not a career astronaut was on board, and so all of them were able to afford this one way or another. They could have just taken that money... And, of course, Elon could just give the Children's Hospital a billion dollars and feel nothing because he got another hundred of those just laying around. But you know what? Uh, uh, You know, it's time to break out the guillotines. I'm sorry. I I forgot. Uh, It's yay for fucking space beer. Our economic system isn't fucking broken at all. How do you really feel, Jerry? On a side note... Does anyone else bothered by the name St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital? Because you know, I'm not a Catholic, but I know just enough to know that St. Jude is the uh, patron saint of lost causes. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, you did not know that? Okay, well, uh, I know just enough from Sunday school to know that, uh, well, quick, this is, it's all church here for a second. Um, So St. Jude was the one that that people confused with Judas. And so invoking St. Jude, he was like, going to help you. So you invoke St. Jude when everything else is lost. Oh. <laughs> that's a little fuck. So I always just saw that whenever I saw like Saint Jude, like that's that's a little dark, don't I you? I mean, I kind of get that because like think of like a child that has cancer. You feel you're going to you're using Saint Jude when the, it's your last resort. So I I kind of get that, but it has at a the, dark undertone. At the same time, I was like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, I just sorry. I just add that little side note when I was when typing that out. Going, I did also see Elon Musk go if 
I was able to solve world hunger, I'd sell all my Tesla stock and do it. And someone goes, uh, you want to meet up for a beer and uh, I can explain how you can do that? <laughs> and he never responded. Was it you? Were you the person that do that? No, okay. I, I wish I was that smart. I want to explain how you do that? Uh, yeah, here's how. Um, anyway, uh, he's like, uh, with how much you're worth right now in Tesla stock, you can do that. <laughs> anyway, so, Tyler, what's next? Well, we're gonna hop into our next beer because that I'm slightly nervous to open. You can't see this, but I'm backing away slowly. Okay, it did not explode. So, if you're wondering why we're being weird. Jeremy, finish the last just, bit of your just beer. For, just for social media, can you like pretend you're opening again with that weird like, look on your face? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, so That's social talk- media magic right there. Like, No, pose for this picture for me, Tyler. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, a Vine Pair article I found that asked 10 breweries, or 10 brewers, what's the ov- most overrated beer style of 2021? So I figured in honor of doing this, we need to drink one of these hype beer styles. Let's do this. Uh, so, I have the Bianca from Omnipolo. It's a blackberry maple pancake lazy goza. So, it's a sour ale with blackberries, vanilla, lactose sugar, maple syrup, and maple syrup added. It's a 14.9 fluid ounce can. Most expensive fucking beer I've ever fucking bought. Really? I mean, for, for the size. 16 ounces. Well, it's 14.9 right, ounces. It's pouring like a carbonated red wine. I'll give, I'll, I'll we'll start with Finish that. Finish that off. Sorry, I don't want to befoul your $16 fuck beer. Um, the beer buyer down at the co-op uh, who recommended this beer said it's the beer he had. He couldn't remember if it was this one or the one before in the series. Uh, was the biggest like flavor punch he's ever fucking had. They equated it. To about a thousand blackberries in the can, as well as each can contains about one whole Madagascar vanilla bean. So I, I went ahead and like, like uh, took a took a smell of it, and Holy it tastes fuck. And it, I mean, it, 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 it's I, I can, get the maple syrup, I get the blackberry, I get. I mean, it does it does feel like what, what this feels like one of my like childhood creations. Like, you know that thing where you, like, as a kid, you just mix, like, the worst things in, like, one thing? So you're like, this tastes like, this smells like what would happen if you took blackberry jam, mixed it directly with, like, pure maple syrup. Syrup. And that's how you made a sandwich. Yeah, you watered down the fucking blackberry jam with the maple syrup. Essentially, yeah. I mean, it it does. It smells like, it it smells like blackberry jam. And and you pour a shot of vodka in it, basically. As we also, all, all of us did that when we were kids. Or maybe just you. Good. Fuck it. God. <laughs> Damn, that is tart but sweet at the same time. Like, the back end is all maple syrup. <sighs> I got a buddy to chug maple syrup drunk one night at IHOP, and this is what I can imagine he tasted. <laughs> I was just about to make that connection. I was, I was going, <laughs> if you were to ask me, if after I took that drink, what do you think? I was gonna say, do you know that that scene, scene from Super Troopers where they're fucking guzzling maple syrup? I feel like that person now. Dude, I, chasing I feel it. if I would have jug jug like the blackberry or boysenberry maple syrup from IHOP, this that would be this. Because you get that super sweetness, and then it kicks on that fucking instant to tart, and then it finishes with sweet maple syrup. Um. 
Thank is... God I only bought one can of this because I don't know if I could drink a full sixteen ounces. I'm glad it's a good thing you're split. I, this is much too much. We all got we've got like I guess we got eight ounces each, and I'm suddenly in fear that I'm going. This is this is it. This I'm not finishing this. This is why I wanted to do this one last because, but like the it doesn't get any better. The thing is like okay, maybe I just need my palate to adjust. I need to just take a minute, take another drink, have an insulin shot. And take another drink, but <laughs> I think we're both making the same face. Which I is... get a lot of sweetness. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh. The sweetness gets better on the third one. <laughs> the heartburn starts kicking in. <laughs> Alright, well, <laughs> Tyler, do you want to... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> I was going to say, do you need to take a break from this beer and tell us what what uh, uh, hath wrought this monstrosity upon us? Yes. So, like you said, um, there are, I feel so many hype beers out right now. All of those hype beers, I feel, are grossly overpriced. Yes. I'm looking at you. I mean, Jesus H. Christ. You know, I mean. If I want diabetes, I'd just go to McDonald's for cheaper. Um, I mean, I guess if, if what you say about the ingredients is true, I can see the price tag because that's a shit ton of berries. Oh, and Omnipolo is out of Belgium, if I remember correct? Or? Denmark, I think. But, I so, mean, but Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Belgium. Uh, okay, I'm thinking so someone else. It's still a long ways out of be travel, which gave me a little more confidence that this wasn't going to blow up when I tried to open it. Uh I mean, they just shipped you blueberry ex or blackberry extract. That's what they did. Fuck, right? <laughs> like blackberry and bourbon extract. I kind of wanted like have this tested for alcohol and see. God, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> and see, is it actually seven percent? Because, but according to the article, the most overrated beer styles, uh, according to the brewers, are milkshake hazy IPA. Which we've talked about, and I'm which are which are which I feel that style is slowly fading away, and I couldn't be happier to say that. I would agree. Uh, triple IPA. Yeah, I actually that's I feel that's true. Overarching, we're, we're, just we're, we're talking about over we're talking about overrated or we're talking about overrated. Overrated. Mm, okay. Uh, overarching, just IPA. Okay. Uh, but that includes the previous two styles, all the fucking I, variations I, I, of IPA. IPA in general is way over... Yeah, I could agree with that. This one I love, and you're going to hate. Black pumpkin IPA. Ales. P- pumpkin Ales. You know what? Haters going to hate. That's fine. Double IPA. So IPA is really just getting hounded. I was going to say, first of all, double IPA, triple IPA, it's all marketing. Just call it Imperial IPA. Uh, fruited... Sour slushy beers. Absolutely, yeah. They, they popping off everywhere. Uh, <laughs> brute beer. Again, another which I'm like, I thought that was dead a, I, a while ago, but okay, it, I guess it's still laying around. We got to put one more in the head. The two breweries that make good ones still are still putting them out. Otherwise, yeah. And the last one, the unattainable hype beer, which I can respect. We're, we'll get into a little bit. Each okay. Uh, so the brewer uh, that pointed out triple IPA uh, is from Four Points Brewing, uh, 
and goes the. Oh, so not necessarily like this. Not necessarily a poll. This was the asked a bunch of they asked a bunch of brewers like, what do you think is the most overrated beer? Yes. So ten different brewers. Oh, okay. I'm going. So not the biggest sample size, but okay. Just ask ten brewers. What is the most overrated beer? Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Overrated beer style. Gotcha. So he said triple IPA because of the high ABV detracts from what makes an IPA great. They should be easy to drink. Which I have had some triples that are super easy to drink. So I would kind of counter back against that. I would say the downside to a triple IPA, you can't have more than one. Uh, or you shouldn't. Well, I I think a really, but a really well-made triple IPA, um, you know, I mean, you, you, I mean, they can go one of two ways. I mean, you, you got those like really nice, dry, boozy, bitter, um... Uh, really hop flavor. I mean, the, where the ethanol almost is bringing out more of the hop flavor. Those are wonderful. And conversely, you have like the old school, like West Coast, like Carmely mm-hmm. Imperial IPAs, which are really, really nice. Where they kind of suck is just like, you know, loading it down, you know, when the craft is kind of dissipated or was like just loaded down with, with, uh, uh, <laughs> it doesn't get any better, does it? No. <laughs> Where, you know, I, I, I see where I've definitely had some shitty Imperial IPAs where there's just like bitter as fuck. But I've had, that's almost across the IPA. But talking triple, not Imperial. I mean, so for, there, for style. For triple styles, puts you at 11. 11 to 13. No, but nobody's, but nobody has actually set that down. Nobody has, uh, there's. You know, I've seen I've seen things labeled triple IPAs that are nine percent. Um, I think actually, I think I've, two, I've never seen a nine percent triple. I think I think two by four calls itself a triple. It's double. Is it a double? And it's nine well, point and I have, five or nine point nine because it if they go to ten, it puts them in a higher tax bracket. And I recently had a uh, it had a what they called a quad IPA that was nine percent. No. That's a double. Uh, they call it a quad IPA. Ooh. I forget. Because, like, quad IPA, I think of, like, Heretic, fourth of Juicy, that's 14.4%. I forget who. Someone someone brought it in and said it's a quad IPA. I'm like, it's 9%. It's not a quad. And that, and, but that's that's my point, is that while they're... While, while There's I'm, generally accepted practices, though. Yeah, but, it's, but, but, I, but, but my thing is it's Imperial IPA. You know, there's an there's Imperial IPA, and let's but, just let's just be done with it. But if you follow the Belgian style of naming, and follow the similar alcohol, but they're not. Rules. But but the the but the Double versus the Tripel in Belgian styles doesn't necessarily uh, strictly de- you know cut a line between alcohol because a Double is also uh, dark and fruity and raisiny, whereas a Tripel is lighter. But you can follow similar alcohol guidelines. I mean, I'm going to, we're, we're, we're going to get granular as fuck about style guidelines. I mean, so I understand, I mean, effectively for me, there is no difference between double and triple or else there is a, there's a huge, like, you know, uh, there is no, there is no guideline that says doubles have to be from this alcohol to this alcohol and then triples are from here to here. There is no guideline. I mean, there's no guideline from fucking pale ale to regular IPA. The, they fucking both overlap. Uh, 
About they both fucking overlap. But there is the BA's uh, um, uh, style guidelines for the competition. Uh, um, let's look at BJCP. <laughs> B- oh, I'm I'm working on BJCP. BJCP only has Imperial IPA. I'll bet you. No, uh, I'm I'm not talking Imperial IPA anymore. Okay. Uh, I'm talking American IP or IPA versus Pale Ale. Pale Ale is the a- alcohol levels. Have a wide overlap. Yeah, they do. So, until they fucking fix that, we can't... But generally regarded... Generally regarded, (laughs) most people consider an Imperial up to about 10%. 10% to about 13 is a triple. And above 13 is a quad. You know what? At the risk of really getting into style guideline, I'll leave it at that. Yes, okay. So, <laughs> go for it. Uh, a couple different brewers actually talked about the overrated beer styles, uh, talking about how uh, they see it as something that becomes super mainstream. And so they both bring up IPA, where you have West Coast, East Coast, Northeast, fruited, milkshake, blah, 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 blah. And how every brewery has a IPA, a hazy IPA now. And all these, so it's no longer a cool trend. It's it's overrated now. Mm-hmm. Um, On a side note, I don't understand how this beer can both be too sweet and too sour at the same fucking dude, time. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like, it's far too sweet and too sour. What is wrong? <laughs> so just because this is a shot at Jeremy, uh, I'm going to... Reference the brewer from other half brewing, uh, <laughs> Breezy Galindo. Um, you can't reference him unless you can pronounce, it, pronounce his name. I don't know if it's a male or a female. Pronounce her name. It's Breezy. B R E E Z E. Okay. Uh, you can't you can't reference them unless you can pronounce their name. Uh, said. I would like to say pumpkin ales are so freaking overrated, it's clear they're not going anywhere because God forbid the scent or flavor of pumpkin is stripped from one type of alcohol that does and always has been just fine without it. But no, our Ugg-wearing, untapped assessed brethren demand such an experience in order to feel like they're basking in the presence of fall. Nothing screams pumpkin spice rules everything around me like a pumpkin ale. Jeremy. <laughs> I added the Jeremy. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> and I and and you're just pissed because uh, uh, the first thing I'm going to say is can you brew a pumpkin ale please? <laughs> uh, so the one I really wanted to get in and talk about was they talked uh, Joe Quinn Pena from Isle Street Brewing in San Antonio talked said fruited sour beers or slushy beers, which we've gone on our rants about exploding slushy beers or slushy beers that claim to be eight percent alcohol that are two and a half percent. And there's so much wrong with them, and I never thought I'd take the old dude who wants to drink Coors Light approach of saying, I want a beer that tastes like beer, as I did when these beers started becoming super popular. And I'm like, no, I want a beer that tastes like beer, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm becoming my father. (laughs) Uh, 
I mean, you're getting to that age where it starts to happen more and more. Yeah. So uh, you can you you can fight it and give yourself a heart attack, or you can just embrace it and uh, you know buy yourself a pair of pants that come up. So around your... the buyer from the co-op did say the it was either this one or the one he had before. He did have to cut with a pilsner to make it drinkable. I mean, I wish I had a pilsner on me because I good good Christ. So, goes. I think. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> goes. I think too many breweries are following this trend, and you can't tell one from the other. The initial breweries, like the Answer, Baba Brewhouse, and Four Fifty North, were pioneers with thick, uh, fruited sour <laughs> beers. But as a brewer, you hope to carve out your own niche and follow, and not follow where one brewery has gone. And I think I can 100% agree with that. A lot of these fruited sour beers all look the same, taste the same. Like, I saw someone post on Boise Beer Enthusiast the other night that Great Notion beer where he's like, this tastes like something Jamba Juice would come out with. And he showed a picture of the beer in the can, and it looked like a fucking slushy. I mean, I mean... Uh, as long as we're talking about overrated, I am officially fucking over Great Notion. Uh, speaking of beer that I want to taste like fucking beer, it's a, I mean this. First of all, what we're drinking now is you know, would would uh, uh, make the brewer over there like yes, that is that 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 is my unattainable goal because it's some it is one of those things like okay. I get you can make somehow make beer taste like any dessert on the planet, but can you make a beer? I don't want to. I don't want to get diabetes from fucking drinking a six pack. <laughs> also, I mean, fucking blueberry muffin beer, maple pancake fucking oh, beer. Oh, you should blend these two so it tastes like this. And I'm like, no, I just want to have. Do they have a nice pilsner? Maybe a West Coast IPA. I'll even take a fucking brown ale. <laughs> uh, like I said, you might as well just embrace you becoming your father. This is, so this has been two old. This has been two guys becoming getting old. off my lawn. This is two uh, two guys getting old directly in front of you. Uh, another one. Uh, the last one I really want to talk about. Although this beer is aging me terribly. I oh, have to dude. Say. <laughs> it's so Robert Sanchez from Border X in Bell, California said. It's not so much a particular style as it is unattainable hype beer of the week. From the other side of the country, I've had many of these beers, and they're usually good. Occasionally great, but rarely worth flying across the country for. And I think in the Treasure Valley, you can kind of see that where it's that unattainable hype beer and people being like, why can't the breweries here locally make what these breweries in the Northeast make? Or these breweries in Seattle, or this brewery in Portland, or this brewery out of California make, and it's this crazy one-off fucking thing, or it's the newest Great Notion one-off beer, and I'm like, what happened to people appreciating a classic style that is true to style? Uh, well, I mean, that's boring. It doesn't taste like fucking pancakes having sex with a pile of blueberries. Blackberry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I it, you know, I, I, I hesitate to, you know, get on, because, I mean, the, a lot of craft beer is just like, hey, you know, what weird-ass shit can we do? I mean, that's the, that's... The... Well, we're starting to take the Jurassic Park approach, where 
we've taken it too far, I feel. The Brewers never stopped. To, they kept asking themselves, can I do this? Never stopped to say, should I do this? Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Um, I mean, first of all, there's uh, there's nothing new. I mean, there's there's something very human about about that uh, urge because I mean, if it's better if it's from far away. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, wine, uh, you know, is is has to be great if it's from France, right? I mean, you know, you know, getting the unattainable, getting the unattainable is you know, the, is is a huge part of the wine culture, and really, I mean, any like subculture. It's just it's just kind of the human thing. If it comes from far away or is hard to get a get a hold of, ergo, you want it. Ergo, it must be better. So I I don't fault somebody for that. You know, other than to say, other to kind of you know chuckle behind their back, going simpleton. Uh, <laughs> um, and by but, no means am I saying, but all, the Treasure Valley has the greatest breweries in the world. No, I'm just saying appreciate. The beers I mean, that, that you're drinking for what they are and what they were intended for, instead of trying to chase the hype. The I mean, I've got a whole. I'm actually I the last time a uh, that, that that exploded, um, um, you know the the whole somebody's like oh there's no good beer in Boise except I started working on a a piece I was going to uh, uh, release um, on several platforms the next time one of these hits. But um, it includes a, it, it, you know, sneak preview. Um, it includes a, a some a, an anecdote someone was telling me about um, sitting, you know, at a at a tap room here in town, and uh, you know they were from North Dakota, and one of his favorite breweries is uh, Drecker, right? Out okay. Of, out of North Dakota. Heard of it? N- not familiar with. I've the had breweries. a couple of their beers. I mean, it, uh, there, it is one of those it is one of those breweries that has this really really a pretty intense following. And I've had a couple of beer, their beers. They're good. I'm, nothing that blew the top of my head off. But it was one of his favorite. And, you know, he was sitting next to this couple that was just going on and on about, I don't remember what, what I think they were probably at Barbarian, but I don't know. They were they were going on and on about how there's no good beer in their state. And then, you know, the, you don't get beers like this. This is so good. This is so good. We don't get beers like this in our state. He goes, where are you guys from? He goes, North Dakota. And he's like, you're my favorite breweries in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just it is this kind of like you know it, it, there's a proximity thing of course the best beer in the world not gonna be produced at the uh, at the place right down from your street i actually lived just down the street from a brewery i didn't realize at the time um was phenomenal and that was nebraska brewing company um I, in bellevue nebraska i lived again literally just down the street from it i'd go there all the time they were good you know they had but they were like my local tap room. It wasn't until I you got used, you're desensitized to it. Well, but I also they also have something else going for them because they their business model is that in Nebraska they just sell like their that's where they sell their flagship stuff, and their flagship stuff is really good. Um, and they do classic styles, by the way. But everywhere else, they send out like this weird barrel aged shit. Like right now in our shop, I've got a imperial. Hef, German uh, Imperial German Hefeweizen aged in Chardonnay barrels. I remember seeing that last time I was in there. And you go, you you think about that. And you go, what the fuck must that taste like? And to which I reply, it tastes like an Imperial German Hefeweizen aged in Chardonnay barrels. It has all those flavors that you would that you would that that come to mind. You know that doesn't make sense. 
until you drink it and you go, yeah, yeah, that is an Imperial German Hefeweizen aged in Chardonnay barrels. So, I guess to kind of wrap up this whole conversation here, maybe before the next time you go chasing this next cool style because that's all you're hearing about, uh, stop and think and actually analyze the beer and make the decision for yourself whether it is delicious or not. Or you know what? Go. If that's your thing. Yeah, I, if you like it, awesome. That is what craft beer is. You know, I That's mean, the nice part is everyone's palate's a little different and you're going to like what you like. If someone came up to me and said, oh, I love that beer that you guys were drinking. How'd you not like it? I'd go, I don't know. Hope you buy it all. <laughs> Again, I think Mike goes, because I don't know how a beer is able to be too sweet and too sour at the same time. Ugh. Oh, my fucking God. Um, and almost have a savory aspect with the maple syrup. Like, I mean, I mean, hey, listen, if, 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 you know, get, you know, get your jollies where you can. If, if to truly enjoy craft beer, you need to go on this adventure uh, to the, you know, to, to, I don't know, uh, buy a bottle for 300 bucks off some guy in an alley and twiddle your ball stacks in a freeze bro. Um, you know, do that. If that's what, if, you know. Or wait in line outside of a brewery for two hours before and to go get the first can of whatever. Awesome. If that's what you gotta do, you know, but I mean. Don't, I don't hate on someone. That's who, that's where I was gonna like, it's like, but, but, uh, uh, uh it's, it's a point in time where you go, pfft. Oh, you're drinking that? And I go, mm, go fuck yourself. <laughs> or, there's no good beer in, in insert your insert location. Your, yeah, insert your location here. Because there probably is. Just just It may not be to your flavor. <laughs> you know, people may not be waiting for hours outside the door for it. But um, you know, sometimes not all that great either. And right now, I, I think that's where, that's where I have to end it because Fill this beard back it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Tyler, do we have anything else today? Uh, we posted something on our Facebook page today about uh, a petition trying to get the USPS to allow the shipment of beer. If um, Yeah, so right now, so if, for those of you who do beer trading... Um, you know you can't ship through USPS. It's illegal. Um, uh Big so, boy illegal. So and so, you know, you so most people rely on FedEx and UPS, which is, you know, they just don't they just don't ask too many questions. Um, which to which you might be be asking, okay, but we still have a method of of, of shipping beer. What's the problem? Um, you know, there's a couple of there are a couple of things. Um, you know, for it, it there's a couple of ways to go about doing this. You know, where it really goes to to where it can really help is breweries using this as an avenue to get beer out to consumers. Or, and, on the flip side, it may, it provides cheaper options as well for smaller breweries trying to get beer sent off to beer competitions. Absolutely. Uh, to a new distributor in a new market, or like corporate offices. Like, if you're trying to get into Costco, you have to send it up to their corporate office. Uh, through UPS and that it is expensive. Even if you declare it as beer and require the signature, where you USPS has the flat rate boxes. So if you can get it in that and have sufficient packaging, it's going to bring down the cost significantly. And also, uh, I mean, the, the ability, you know, 
as state and local laws apply, and that's a whole different thing. But as state and local laws apply, it would also allow for, for breweries to ship their uh, beer out to customers and ship their beer out to customers in some places where FedEx or UPS do not serve mm -hmm. because there are, especially in rural locations, places that they will not deliver because it's not cost effective. The only way those people get mail is through a P.O. box, which right. you can't have UPS or FedEx deliver to. So, I mean, and by the way, the for those of you who desperately want to get the new big thing um, from that brewery across the country that's making your your uh, uh, you know fruited uh, bomb of choice... Um, you know that that uh, uh, you know that could perhaps, depending on where they're located, where you are located, facilitate that. However, it is still illegal to sell, send explosives through the mail. I'm looking at you, 450 North. <laughs> so I would just say go check out the article. It has a lot of great information. If you think this would be something that would be beneficial to you or to breweries around you, fill out the petition, send it off. Hopefully, we can get this changed um, and, and, it, and help is, out a lot of breweries. And it is a bill that is uh, being proposed, so it also is worth uh, uh, writing to your uh, your state legislature to let them know that you support uh, the uh, this the legalization of sending uh, alcohol through the postal service. And it would say it's good for craft beer business. It's good for uh, it's good for craft beer aficionados. It's just good across for the board. For craft beer. Yes. So uh, there you go. There's our little call to action. Um, and this has been It's All Beer. Um, if you would uh, like to get a hold of us, uh, we put up all the stories we use to create this podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at It's All Beer 1. Uh, we are on Instagram, where I'm going to put a put, post a very entertaining video of Tyler drinking this, <laughs> this abomination, the Bianca. <laughs> and if you like it, there's plenty of the co-op. And by the way, yeah, if you were, if you you might try it, I'm like this, I don't know what they were they were on about. I'm sure that this last article just sounded like two men trying to suffering trying to get through this. <laughs> but anyway, you can almost hear every time we you took could, a drink. You could because there's on the other end of the microphone. There's like, God, my God, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> if you want to see a live reaction, what that looks like. Uh, it's on Instagram, uh, on our Facebook, It's All Beer. And if you would like to uh, uh, get a hold of us uh, by email, uh, it's allbeer at gmail.com. And if uh, you like what you've been listening to and would like to leave us uh, a review, you can do that on Facebook, on Spotify, or on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go uh, go there, do that. It probably it, 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 we, we have a couple, and it makes us feel good inside. And... Uh, I think that'll be quite enough for us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to go dump a beer. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs>